before the big day, we are marking the period of Advent. Now, Advent, by definition, means the arrival of a notable thing. And it's hard to think of a more notable arrival than Jesus Christ, the saviour of the world. In this period, it's time for us to reflect on the wonder and the marvel that is Jesus and what he's done for us. In the Gospels, we read that Jesus is the bread of life. He's the light of the world, the resurrection and the life, the forgiver of sins and the way to which we can have eternal life. The gift of Jesus was promised long before his birth in a lowly stable. And there was a significant period of waiting in the Old Testament uh, for the Messiah. And what times of waiting have you had in your own life? Perhaps you've had times of waiting for something exciting, a new family member, a wedding, a holiday, or even just some well-deserved time off work. However, sometimes in life, in this deeply broken world that we live in, there are periods of uncertainty and waiting that don't reach an answer we'd like or in fact, any resolution. In 2021, I was walking through one of these difficult times, and after 11 months, I had to part from a very difficult situation with no seemingly positive answer. It's in times like these that the answer is not always easy, but it is always Jesus. Church, where do you turn in moments like this? Let's see what scripture says our response should be. If you have a Bible and you're able, please turn to Psalm 13, but if not, the words will also come up on the screen. Uh, Psalm 13. How long, Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long must I wrestle with my thoughts and day after day have sorrow in my heart? How long will my enemy triumph over me? Look on me and answer, Lord my God. Give light to my eyes or I will sleep in death. And my enemy will say, I have overcome him. And my foes will rejoice when I fall. But I trust in your unfailing love. My heart rejoices in your salvation. I will sing the Lord's praise, for he has been good to me. What an ark David goes on in this very short psalm. How long, Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? We read that David is no stranger to waiting too. He's feeling abandoned and desperately seeking God's intervention. But what I love about David's response in this psalm and the challenge it presents to us all is that when the going, uh, when the going gets tough and the storms of life which are inevitable, they seemingly prevail, he presses further into God. He is earnestly pouring his heart out to God. David is one of the people in the Bible that shows his fallibility many, many times. But in spite of this, he is still choosing to turn to God and lay his despair in front of him. God will never, ever turn his people away. When you're facing desperation, turn to Jesus because he's the only one that can quench your thirst. It's in the presence of God you'll find comfort, peace and experience his love so you can recalibrate and continue walking the journey God has called you on. When you're in a difficult situation, what is your first response church, I would encourage us that when life seems to be against you or you're in a trying situation, turning to God is the single best action you can take. In the good times, let's rejoice and give thanks to God. But in despair, pain and anguish, let's make sure we're also seeking his face. God is not a stranger to his people crying out to him. You only need to open the Bible and I'm sure within a few pages you'll see time and time again God's children calling out to him. This summer, some of you may know that my mum was very seriously ill and in hospital for a couple of months, and 10 of those days were in intensive care. 
one day on the train back from seeing her in London, I was travelling from Marlebone to Amersham, and I was crying out to God, saying words very similar to what David's saying at the beginning of the psalm. And I was talking to God about the word that had been given to someone at church a couple of weeks prior, about how they were sinning and God was calling them back. And I was dialoguing with God, asking him to intervene and speak to me in the situation. It's then that I turn my head to the right-hand side. I'm on the left-hand side of the train. And there's this lady who must have come onto the train after me. She has a large tote bag and it says, Jeremiah 29. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. And praise God, my mum has made a pretty remarkable recovery. God has good plans for all of us here today, even if in the moment it doesn't feel like it. There is no better antidote to despair and desperation than taking respite in God's presence. Pour your heart out to God and he will speak to you and meet you with his peace. He will comfort you and remind you of his unfailing love and power. The answer may not always be easy in the moment, but it is always Jesus. Do you know how God speaks to you? Do you make time to just hear from him? Maybe this Advent is a good time to seek God's face and ask him, Lord, I want you to speak to me. I want to hear more from you. When we look at the end of Psalm 13, we don't really see a direct resolution to David's situation, but we do see David say, but I trust in your unfailing love. My heart rejoices in your salvation. I will sing the Lord's praise for he has been good to me. I really love what David is choosing to do here. In spite of his situation, or maybe because of it, David is professing his love and trust in God. And as God's people, church, this is what we are called to do. David is choosing to take consolation in the Lord. He's turning his response from an emotional one to a volitional one, one where he's actively choosing to, decide, to trust and lean on God rather than his own understanding. In David's prayers and cries to, to God, his perception of his own circumstances transformed. And that's the, pe- the, sorry, that's the power prayer can have on our lives. I'm going to read a quote from Alistair Begg, senior pastor of Cleveland Parkside Church. I think it will come up on the screen behind me. He says, Only ultimately, in the new heaven and the new earth, will the storms of life be finally stilled. It is then a matter of trusting God, trusting that our Father is wise. When he doesn't give us something, it's better for us not to have it. And when he entrusts us with something that's hard to accept, it remains because he is able to look upon us and give us the privilege of bearing testimony in that circumstance to the reality of his grace. And it's an opportunity to remind us that God's work is the anchor for our souls. These are challenging words, but through his grace, we can fulfill our calling to be God's vessels. We are the salt of the earth and light of the world. We are his children and we're called to serve God in everything that we do. In Ecclesiastes, Solomon explores the meaning of life, and at the end of the book, he concludes that we must fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. (laughs) A little bit more to go. (laughs) A couple of weeks ago, when we were looking at the serve of bless, Neil challenged us that when we make our daily or weekly to-do list, at the very top, we should be writing, be an ambassador of Christ, because that's what we're on this earth for. And it's so important that we remind ourselves of this and we bring this to the forefront of our mind every day. Neil said at the end of the message are we, uh, that Jesus was the ultimate sacrifice and gave us the provocation. Are we living sacrificially for Jesus? So church, are you living sacrificially for Jesus? 
irrespective of our circumstances, are we thanking God, praying to him or pointing people to him? Because no matter what situation we find ourselves in, how dire things are or indeed how well things are going, Jesus is always the answer. During this Advent, let's be meditating on this. Ask God how he speaks to you. And in the trying situations and the waiting of life, let's make turning to Jesus our first response. I distinctly remember a message delivered when I was at the Christian Reunion at university. And one of the CU leaders said that if God did nothing else for us in our life other than sending Jesus, that would still be more than enough and more than we deserve. And that message has always stuck with me and on multiple occasions served as a reminder of how blessed we are to be children of God. This Advent, let's take time to reflect on the gift that Jesus is to us all. David was able to point to God's salvation. So how much more can we, this side of the cross, even as we ask God to move in our own lives, rejoice in what Jesus has already done for us at the cross? This was his answer to the brokenness of the world. This is how we know we're not abandoned. Because the answer may not always be easy, but it is always, always Jesus.